time for another edition of DJ and Yak Soccer Talk. And Yak was a major downer. That's not sucked. totally unpredictable, but such a downer. There's a chance to take a point there. Oh, absolutely. Okay, you know what my biggest gripe is about this, the Portland loss, DJ? All the giveaways, the soft turnovers in the first half. That's one thing. Mine is the unimaginative attacking. There was no creativity in the attack, I felt like. That's where my biggest gripe was, because there was a point there for the taking, but you saw RSL get in the final third, and it was like, oh, uh, what are we going to do? And they they just bungled it time what, and what time. What, Yogi time. Bear there? Yeah, Yogi Bear, we'll go with that. <laughs> what was that? I never really viewed Albert Rusnak as Yogi Bear. I yeah, did, I it just... It, it frustrated me because there was a point for the taking in that match, I felt like. And you get in the attacking third, and it just seemed like everything fell apart. And they couldn't come up with anything. No combo play, it felt like. It just all fell apart for them. And yes, the soft giveaways were an issue. I just really felt like you needed to be more creative in the attack. And I don't know what you can well, do for that. We're but. both we're both right. But mm-hmm. for me, I go more to the possession. Okay. Because the... The uh, the ability to finish and to get creative and play that perfect ball in, especially when they're getting numbers behind the ball, I get why that's hard. I don't want it to be. You want your team to be creative and score two or three goals every week, but not everybody's LAFC. And when they don't play Carlos Vela, apparently they're not LAFC either. No. <laughs> hey Losing to Minnesota. Uh, that was at home. Yeah, that was rough for, for, Man. The, for LAFC. Nothing. Just nothing. Yeah. So... Uh, to me, it was the it was a simple possession because you know playing out of the back, you know what you can't do. Correct. It doesn't change. You knew it when you were in academy. You probably had it drilled into you when you know you were getting coached by somebody's dad and you were nine. You know, you just you can't take the ball out to the sideline and then bring it back into the middle. And Savarino got away with it, but Dunny called it out right away. You just can't bring the ball back centrally. You're in trouble, and there's a foul, and so he got away with it. But there were probably a half dozen times they give the ball away in their own end. You know, and when in doubt, if you have to, ping it over the top and make them build out of the back. Yes. You know, use your pressure or ping it over the top and just drop into the middle third. Don't go with the high pressure, although I'd love it, and I'd tell where they've been doing it pretty well. But, you know, you're on the road, and maybe you don't want to go that way. Yeah. And so sit in the middle third and stay compact. But there were just too many times. They, they were really fortunate they didn't give up a second goal. I, I, I thought there were at least six chances for Portland. Portland got on the break quite a bit. They they would counter, and they had their opportunities. That's absolutely the truth. But it, it's just frustrating to see RSL not uh, be able to – take what they do at home and take it on the road yet again. Well, to be fair, I think we're just seeing them lose the form they had. Okay, I get it. Okay, Because this is three games now, and they came really close to getting shut out against Colorado. Correct. And they did get shut out in Portland at home by LAFC. Mm -hmm. Now, if... You know, if the nuts were candy butts, everybody would be Christmas and New Year's. My grandfather always said <laughs> yes. that. And so they did get the two goals against Colorado. But you also think how close they were to three straight shutouts. Correct. And to your point about, you know, creating things, well, they got a handball and they got a penalty. Yes. You know, so they've really they've scored one goal in the run of play in the last three games. Yeah. And even then they scored it after a red card when they were up a man and up a goal in stoppage time. Correct. And you know that you just got to throw everybody forward. Well, they got to. So find it something. hasn't been a great run of attacking soccer for RSL. True, there's no real way around that. I will concede. But that. But I go back to something. Um, Mike Pecky kind of alluded to this 
Uh, Freddie Wars is not strayed from it, and Craig Weibel flat out said it. Okay, you know, it's the kind of thing when they're building the club and they're thinking, okay, here's how much money we're spending. Here's how much money everybody else is spending. We're going to defend. This is what the Jazz thought years ago when everybody went offensive guys and they couldn't get without. Well, we'll build a great defensive club because those guys. I think it's the year they signed Cephalosian. Those guys. Those guys are. Uh, you can get more value for your money. They're underappreciated, and we can get them. We can get a guy who has the same impact at the defensive end on winning cheaper than we can get a guy who has that impact by being good on the offensive end. And so they built this defensive identity. Now you can argue that it will only take you so far and then you will run into a ceiling. I would agree with that. And I do agree with that thought. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that. But at the same time, it's better to get that to get down the path that far before you bump into that wall and into that ceiling. Okay. I, and I mean, it's like, well, do you want to play attacking soccer and lose 3-2 and miss the playoffs? Because I'm looking at you, LA Galaxy. Yeah, that's true. I'm looking at the playoff race now. <laughs> you know, Arcel takes a hit because they don't get the points on the road. And and the teams around them moved in front of them. Right. But largely doing what they're... Minnesota didn't. Minnesota stole three points. Okay? I would agree with but that. But San yes. Jose was supposed to win and they did. Mm-hmm. Seattle was supposed to win and they did. So everything went kind of according to plan. Arcel was, quite frankly, supposed to lose, and they did. But it felt like there was a chance for a goal and a point, or a chance to play scoreless. I would agree with that You know, as well, and neither yeah. team takes their chances, and you still get out of there with a point. I thought RSL held their defensive shape actually pretty well in this match, all things considered. Yeah, and when you say all things considered, you're talking about the times they gave it away in really yeah. dangerous places. And Valeri... All credit to him. He unleashed an absolute thunderbolt of a goal there. He did. And he beat... But if you give the ball away on the near side of the center circle, you're in trouble. Exactly. That's not the place you want to lose the ball. Yeah, so you can't give the ball away, but by and large, when RSL was going toe-to-toe with these guys, I felt like they held up pretty well, things considered against Portland. But you're right. Turning that ball over in those critical moments did cause issues because like you said there were multiple chances for Portland to put more than one goal past RSL. I thought having watched Seattle Portland the week before that there were going to be chances there for RSL and they'd get a goal. What I was leading up to saying was that Craig Weibel was saying we can shut people out mm-hmm. and we're probably going to get a goal. So if we just defend play the right way we'll shut people out enough there's a lot of wins out there to be had. Now they didn't shut people out because they didn't do the little things and take care of the ball and too many giveaways and finally they get punished. Yeah. But they didn't have Portland playing through them like Portland did a year ago. No. A year ago they went up there and got beat three nil and they got opened up and they got sliced and diced. Oh it was and, yeah. And it wasn't you know, but I think you see the difference of putting Everton into the mix. I would agree with that. And you see the difference of the back four. You know, Herrera's not a rookie anymore, and Justin Glad's got another year under his belt. I was talking to Justin about that, about the experience. Dunny's mentioned it on the broadcast a couple times. And, uh, and I brought it up with Freddie Juarez, and he says, we are definitely reaping the benefits. Those who were playing those young guys, those minutes, it was painful, but they were an investment. And he said that with Justin waiting to speak to the the, okay. ga- the gaggle, yes. right? And Justin's standing about 10 feet away. And I even referenced him and turned and looked over at me, kind of smiled and looked at the ground like, I hate it when you talk about me when I can hear you, okay? <laughs> you know I'm waiting right here. I'm but right when he here. stepped in, I asked him yeah. the, kind of the follow-up to that. And I said, I can think of specific games, and you probably can too. DC United, 6-4. to four. And he went, oh. Like, yeah, I know a lot more than anyone who ran out on the field for that one. And so a lot of this stuff is paying off, but for it to pay off, you got to do the building blocks, the fundamentals right. You can't give the ball away in your own half. 
Correct. You just you're begging for problems. Yes. And when RSL's high pressure has forced those giveaways, I don't remember who it was, but uh, they were on the attack. RSL was, and they lost the ball going down the right side on TV, right to left. And it was on the far side of the field. And somebody played a ball back centrally. And Savarino, who had a great run going off the ball down the left side, just bent around, came in, stole the ball, heel flicked it to Rusnak for a goal. Oh, I... Was it, you know the goal. It might have been Seattle. It might have been, yeah. But it was, uh, it, it was a great goal. Okay. And it's just one of those things like, well, you can be doing a lot of things right, but if you give the ball away there... Everything else that they worked on in training, you know, that's all based on, hey, we got the ball 70, 80 yards from goal, and here's what we do. When you give the ball away there and you just set up two on ones and let guys walk in on the keeper. Yeah. You know, their, their, their defense has held up. Did you watch the Galaxy? I did. What was that? <laughs> that looks like a team like you're not going to miss the playoffs two years in a row. It's lot on, are you? Because if you defend like that, you might. They're leaking goals at like a sieve. How many half clearances were there? They just don't. They the don't. first one just seemed like it was a routine yeah. ball played in, yeah, and just, you can't just clear that to the edge of the 18. No. You got to pound that thing up into the stands. But they don't. You got to put it out high and wide, 35, 40 yards from the goal. It's, you can't play it back to the feet of an attacker at the edge of the area. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Yeah. What are you doing? Well, L.A., they, yeah, they might drop out of the playoffs. Okay, the last goal, Jordan Morris, usually his speed is like on the third goal where he gets yes. placed. But on the third goal, I mean, it's one thing to get a step or two behind the back four. It's mm-hmm. another thing to be like eight yards behind to the be, back four. What, is anyone even going to turn and chase? He's, a, you, he's roaring past him, and they're like, hey, cool. And then, and then another semi-clearance, they get, and he gives the ball, and he just goes on a dead sprint for 20 yards to the end line, mm-hmm. and they play the ball back, and it's like, you just ran by guys. Yeah. Like, they were standing still. You can't lose a 20-yard race by seven yards. No, well, you shouldn't. You, well, you can, because they yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> and he plays it across and rolls down at the back post all alone, and there you go. Yeah, it... it, it you look at it, and I felt like RSL. And Kate, this is this is nothing against Corey Baird, but I felt like that's what you say right before it's something against Corey Baird. You know that, right? Anytime okay. you say it's not, I'll come, da, 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 okay. da, comma, but I'll come out and say it. it is. RSL needed somebody to counteract what uh, Portland was doing to Jefferson Savarino. They were going to ride Savarino. They were going to make sure that he had no opportunities to really have long possessions of, of long spells of possession. Mm-hmm. I felt like a guy like Joao Plata would have been better suited for this type of a match where he can create a little bit more on the left side as a, compared to Corey where he's more of an out-and-out, running-off-shoulder type of striker versus a guy who can really create. See, that's the problem with giving up the goal in the 16th minute. I think the whole lineup was built for the You're thought right. they wouldn't be sitting. Although, if they were built for that, then maybe Sam would have been up top. That maybe, because we talked about this Over you know, the last top. week. Yeah, Freddie likes to play, he likes that change of pace. Correct. Where you've got the false nine checking mm-hmm. back, and then you put the speedster in. Or you got the speedster in, and you're, you're on yes. your back hill, you're on that back, you know, you're backing up, and all of a sudden, now here's Dami checking back the ball into space. Yeah, And it worked against Colorado. Correct. But... Sh- should they have flipped at Portland, and Dunny brought this up late in the broadcast, that Portland, if you're going to be under it, okay, so they come forward, it's going to create more. If they're back fours at midfield, you've got a lot of space to play that ball over the top for Sam. Yeah. And, and you want to bring him on late when they're tired and playing behind, but since they have the goal in the lead, there's no in behind because they're just sitting deep. And so Sam's speed is negated. Yeah, and I think you're, you're probably right in that regard in terms of how the lineup was set up. So basically start Sam on the road going forward. I would have. 
And then the games where he's not going to start, try to make those home games. I would agree Because you're beginning yeah. forward, and the false nine would be the... And Sam really needs to start on the road when you're probably going to do more sitting. You're going to do more sitting, and you can, like you said, you can lob balls over the top, allow him to use that speed to hopefully beat a guy. And you've said it before on this podcast, DJ, Sam is an out-and-out striker. You might as well just lob the ball over the top, turn around and get back on defense, because you know he's going at goal, and he's going to shoot it. And in... Terms Let's of, count up all his assists. Man, <laughs> we're done. Oh, big yeah, <laughs> goose egg there. Yeah, but, Although, we'll follow up and go with him because they're going to be rebounds. Fo- yeah, exactly. You, he forces a shot, forces a keeper into a save. You have one guy come up and clean it up. Absolutely. That might be a rebound goal for you to get there. But I maybe, maybe that's the right framework to go with. You have Sam start on the road where you know you're going to sit back a little bit more. Allow him maybe to use that speed to really go over the top on certain teams and see what happens because I just felt like the way this lineup was set up it didn't lend itself to RSL being able to create and use that interchangeability that's really benefited them at times and it's nothing like I said I I don't want to come down on Corey Barrett I just felt like he was the wrong play on the left wing in this match that's just my thought well Plotz has had one start this year and, and it didn't go well, but I think he's about to get two. But we've heard he's Bofo's, got to start coming. Bofo's been or Bofo, um, Freddie Juarez has been saying there's a start coming for him, which is surprising because Bofo, to get to my Bofo point, why Bofo's yeah. on the front of my brain, Bofo has been in front of Correct. Plata all year. And now he's nowhere to be found. But for this San Jose match coming up, and we can get into this as the match gets closer, with all the guys being called in, Correct. Are Bofo and Plata going to start one guy on each side with Dami in the middle? Wouldn't surprise me. And then Tate Schmidt up top. The only alternative would be to start Brooks London up there. And I don't know. I'm now, not... Dunny is of the opinion, and I find that Dunny's opinions are usually based, in fact, in sources that he does not want to give up. <laughs> they aren't really his opinion. They're what he's it's, been told. It's what he's been told, yes, absolutely. Okay? And people tell him all kinds of stuff. The amount of time, that he, his ability to get a starting lineup before it's out, officially. He's connected. Very good. Yes, he's connected. Yes. There's a small group of people who are deeply invested in soccer 20 and 25 years ago. He's in that group. Uh-huh. And they still hold a lot of power and a lot of to the point. Don Garber dropped that. Did you ever read? You, any of you didn't see it? You should go uh, Google New York Times Garber uh, twenty years MLS. Okay, twentieth anniversary uh, was just like a month, six weeks ago. Yes. New York Times did a big story in his twenty years as MLS commissioner. Okay, there are a bunch of interesting quotes in there. And if you're just into like management and business and all that kind of stuff, I think some parallels. Um, Merritt Paulson, who owns the Portland Timbers. He had a line about Garber. He said, over the course of his... He's been in the same job for 20 years, but over the course of 20 years, he's needed three distinct skill sets. And he's had them all. It's basically what he's saying is he's had three different jobs. I could see that, yeah. Yeah. So it was really interesting, but Garber dropped the line in there. And they were talking about the resentment of Garber from some people in soccer circles. And he didn't deny it. He didn't dance around it. He went right at it. It was a great... Oh, I did see this a, quote. You You're saw right. the quote? Yes. You saw the quote, and he said, there's a small group mm-hmm. of people who've been very invested in this for a long time and were invested at a, and I'm paraphrasing a little, but they were invested at a time when few people were. Correct. And they do not welcome outsiders into the group willingly. And to a certain degree, I am still fighting that perception because I came from the NFL. Yeah, he's an NFL guy. I, I, okay, I don't know if he's an NFL guy but, if he's been but, there 20 years. But this is equivalent to walking... This drives me nuts. You got me going now. Okay. This is equivalent to getting hired in Utah <laughs> I, and being asked hey. five years in about being the new guy. I'm from California. On the average, people in America move every 3.7 years. Yes. I'm at five years. I'm on the national average, but 
I'm not even close to approaching the Utah average. Yeah, because so I'm still getting Utah's like guy. to be in Utah. Yeah. And now, you know, as I yeah. got 15, 20, 25 years in, I get that. <laughs> but even at five years, when I'd figured out a lot but, of stuff, I was still scratching my head like, yeah. new guy, I've been here five years. But you're absolutely right, though, because Don Garber, this group that you're well, talking actually about. actually what you're saying is Don Garber's right, because it was his quote. Yeah, okay, his right. quote. But he's spot on. He's spot on, because oh, yeah. Dunny, you said, is in that group that he you're is. talking about. And he, he can get information that... right. About anything. So nine guys have been called in. Yeah. One of them, Ochoa, isn't playing. He, yeah. he has not appeared yet. Yes. So it doesn't matter that he was called into the U20s because he's not going to play anyway. But you have they four, four, four goaltenders. Four, four goalkeepers. Four for the U23s um, that are likely to... And Dunny's point is that those guys will be back. Okay, so they'll, they'll he be He says, back. I wouldn't worry about it. I think there's a good probability. So he Couching knows... It. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dunny, I want your sources, dude. Well... I'm not. First off, I don't ask. Like when yes. PK breaks stuff, if he tells me, yes. then that's but fine. But you're not going to go ask. But him. I don't go ask him but and put him on the spot that, because later on, when I get asked, I can say I've never I, asked PK. I have no idea. And, yeah. and trust me, I've done that to the frustration <laughs> of many people sure. who think I'm going to give up the goods. Yes, don't have the goods. Can't give them up. Yeah. So same thing with Dunny. I don't ask him. Mm-hmm. But think about it. Yeah. Look at who coaches the team. Hmm. Look at who is on the staff. Hmm. It's Jason Christ, yeah. <laughs> and there's some familiar faces on the staff, and Dunn knows them. And on top of that, people in the RSL organization know him. Yes. They've already had conversations. Uh, you, you take a look at our roster and how many guys we lost. Any chance we can have some guys back? Do you really need them for this? Correct. And this is like, they don't really need them until they're playing official Olympic qualifying matches. And Everything like, else those is, aren't here yet. Yeah. is a friendly to build up. And so they're going to play some guys and sit some guys. So if you want to play those guys, play them early and then release them. And let him go. You get in the training sessions. If you have the two games, yes. and, the, and I don't even know what their schedule is. I haven't looked um, because it's already clear. It doesn't matter. It's clear to me that Dunny thinks they're coming back. And if he thinks they're coming back, it's because they're coming back. At 99.9%. Which means you'll have Herrera and Justin Glad to deal with Chris Wandolowski and yeah. the crew. Yes. And that would be that would be a big boon to what looks and, like. And you get Bofo and Lennon back. Yes. So it's just a big boon to what you're looking at in terms of that lineup against San Jose. Having those four really helps you out. Because they need these points. Absolutely. They really need these points. Especially and if you think loss. there was creativity lacking before, yes. there's often creativity lacking when you take uh, Albert off. He creates a lot of chances what for the it? Guys. Only one point with him not on the... Ho 5 and 1. Ho 5 and 1. Zero wins, five losses, one draw. And to the point about creativity and goals, it was a scoreless draw in Dallas. Awesome. So lots of creativity going on here. Yeah, so they they need as many bodies back as they possibly can get, and those four in particular would help quite a bit. All right, more on this as the game approaches. Uh, more on my thoughts on the playoff race and what RSL, RSL has to do and where the bar is set and what kind of results they have to get. Teaser, I think they have to win three of the last six. I think if they win three of the last six, they're in good shape. If they can, That's nine points. If they get to 10 or 12 points, I think second place is uh, right there for the taking. That would be big. But they got to get three. You gotta get th- I would if they go that. two and four, they Sweat, might be. You're they might be, out again. They might be watching the LA Galaxy in the final 45 minutes to see if they collapse. And <laughs> judging by the way the Galaxy are defending, they just might. Yeah. I've thought for a long time Dallas is going to be the team that's out. And right now the Galaxy are a point behind Dallas, but they have a game in hand. Yes, but I might have been wrong. It might not be Dallas that's out. The Galaxy are sinking. They're going down. Would it hurt anybody's feelings in Utah if a big money team from LA missed it? And a team that's invested in their academy, really much as RSL has, got rewarded. 
No. I would think that a lot of people would be rooting for Dallas. RSL does not play Dallas down the stretch. They do play the Galaxy. And if you're looking for one of the three games they need to win, I'd circle that one. Well, in terms of Dallas, it would exercise some major demons for themselves as yeah, well. right. All right, DJ and Yacht Soccer Talk. Tell your friends, have them get it on uh, podcasts wherever. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Google Podcasts, everywhere you can be found. We Follow us. Give us a good rating and review as well. We'll see you again before the game with San Jose on September 11th. That's Wednesday night. See you.